What is up guys and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry, it's Sam Beeman. You might be thinking, oh my goodness, what is this? This isn't a nugget. Yeah, I've got a confession to make guys. I lost my intro audio. I really like lost the, the master file, you know, I used the same uh, like setup for every single episode so it's consistent. And I, it's gone. It's gone now. I don't know where it went or why it's gone, but we are here, and we have some new intro music. I just, uh, I'm actually not complaining. I really enjoy that intro music that I have on my nuggets, so we're just going to transition that here as well, and we're going to have a, a whole party with this anyways. Sorry, got distracted. Just wanted you guys to know I'm not falling apart here. I didn't get confused. I'm just bad at keeping up with things. So jumping into today, today's going to be super fun. We're going to talk about how are you welcoming new people. How are you welcoming parents? How are you welcoming students? How are you welcoming... Maybe we'll get to them. Who knows? You'll have to wait and see. But there's uh, three categories I've got here. If you know me, you know the three categories I like to focus on. So you might be able to pick up that last piece. But jumping in today, I wanted to give our shout out. And that is going to be for uh, Kids Matter Megacon. Uh, it's Kidman Megacon that we are going to do October. Don't quote me on this. I'm not going to say the date because I may get it wrong, but we are doing it early October. Uh, guys, sign up. I will be there if you want to meet the famous Samuel Bean. Yeah, that's me. I will be there uh, heading up a volunteer team. Um, I am super excited about that. It's going to be an awesome way for you guys to network, to meet new pastors, to get great um, info and just build you up as a leader, to fill you up really kind of like a hoorah into the next year, maybe COVID-free. That would be great now, wouldn't it? So we are hoping to do that um, in October. Uh, sign up for that. I'm going to have a link for the sign up and all of the info below, guys. That would be awesome for you to go. This week's story involves one of my volunteers. Uh, she uh, volunteers in the third service for me, uh, my last service, 1130 and she has been an all-star. She's been a stud. She loves her preteen girls so well. She works with them great. And the other day I was talking about, uh, I don't even remember, I was talking to somebody else about a position, and she said, hey, by the way, if you've ever wanted, I'd be happy to be on stage, lead a game, teach a lesson, or whatever. And I was like, oh, you would? Okay. You see, she had a desire that I had not noticed, that I had not picked up on. She was on my list. I wanted to... to to ask her if she would be willing, but I did not think that that is something that she would be um, gung-ho dive into, but she approached me. So I want to encourage you guys with your volunteers. Is, it, is there anybody you're overlooking? Is there a volunteer that maybe you might want to ask to be uh, a leader, but you're hesitant? Because, guys, you don't know what your leaders are capable of. I fully trust her on a stage, too. And so I'm going to get her in there. I'm going to get her teaching. I'm going to get her hosting, leading games, and having fun. And so don't sleep on your volunteers, guys. Make sure you get those. Um, jump in. Don't be afraid to ask. So, like I said, we we're talking about welcoming. What's your welcome look like for new people? New families, new students, and we'll see if we get to the bonus person. Um, but everyone loves a good welcome. Everyone loves to be welcomed. Everyone loves to be acknowledged. Everyone loves to be noticed, even if they're shy, even if they're bashful, some say. They enjoy a good welcome, and especially at church. People are going to church for a reason. People are visiting a new church for a reason. They've been hurt by the church. They haven't been to the church. They just moved. They're starting new. Whatever it is, they're, they're coming to your church for the first time for a reason. And so we, we as preteen pastors, we want to make sure that 
these people know that they're safe. We want the kids to know that the church is somewhere safe and special for them. We want the parents to know that their kids are being taken care of, they're being poured into, they're being led well, and they are safe as well. Um, So the question is, what's your procedure? Does it show value to everyone coming in those doors? Is it inviting uh, visitors to attend another week? Do you even have one? See, this podcast came out of our need for a good check-in system. We have a first-time system, but it is not good enough for what we want in our ministry. So this is coming out of a bunch of research and a bunch of ideas that I've gotten. So we're going to dive in. We're going to look at ways that you can give students a unique uh, experience and parents comfort uh, and trust in your ministry and a desire to come. So let's start with our students, the preteens, because they're cool and I like them. So the biggest things that preteens run into at this age is, is identity and acceptance. Who are they? Do people like them? Do they have a place to fit in? What's their friend group? What's their thing that they like? They're coming in with a lot of questions, and so entering into a new place is stressful, whether it's a kid's ministry or a preteen ministry or whatever. Entering into this new place is like, I remember very clearly not... Um, not enjoying that, not enjoying that part of, of getting introduced. I was the more shy kid who would sit in the back and just hope nobody noticed me. But here's the thing, is that we want these students to be noticed because that gives them value. When someone knows who they are, when someone knows their name, when someone is willing to make a connection that will draw the kid back. And you would be surprised how big of a uh, ministry, a kid's ministry impact can have on your parents' choice to attend church. If they feel like their kids are growing in that ministry, they are way more likely to stay at your church than to move on. So when we welcome students, we want to tap into that idea. We want to tap into the idea that they need a place, they are searching for an identity. So here's some ideas, here's some things we could do. First, make it clear that they are new, okay? Make it evident. So I've seen a lot of ideas recently. The one that I think I'm going to go for is ours is a VIP sticker, a big sticker that says VIP or a way to to tell them like, hey, this is a new student. Currently, we have a gold star. We have check-in stickers. And so we have a golden star that we put on those name tags. I think that's great, but it doesn't quite draw the attention that I want. Um, You could tie a balloon to the back of them. Just kidding. That was a joke. Please don't do that. Please don't put a balloon on a kid. That would be bad. I would die if I was that kid. But make it known, okay? Make, make a student know that they're uh, special, that, that, that this is their first time and that it is something important. And then uh, make sure you're communicating that with your volunteers, okay? So that they know when they see a kid with a big VIP or they see a kid with a big gold star or they see a kid with a special hat or whatever you think is appropriate to do for your students, um, they know that they need to make a connection and make that student comfortable and at home and feel welcome so first make sure you got the vip stickers and then make sure you've got that set up and then have your leaders and maybe even students prepared for these new kids have a system in place for students with your leaders okay so uh kind of in my head how i want my system to be set up and as i work and i we have meetings about it um i want hopefully me to be the first one i'm not going to be there all the time and every time but i would love to meet the student first be like hey what's up i'm sam i run this joint anyways here's this guy and i want to point them to a leader um uh preferably you know their age group life group leader so if i got a fourth grade boy i'm going to point him to my fourth grade boy's life group leader and i want my life group leaders to know 
I need to stop what I'm doing. I need to stop talking with my friend, or I need to step away from some other students, and I need to engage with the student. Have a conversation, learn what school they go to, when you know what grade they are, they're in, even if you already know what they like to do, etc. Get to know that student. And then, something that I'm working on, this is experimental realm for me, you know, I kind of have tier lists in my head mentally of like where this is going to go, but experimentally, I want to get some leaders, some students who are leaders. Um, so this is going to be my sixth graders. Uh, I think I'm going to have a, a leadership team that's exclusively sixth graders because um, th- th- this is a whole other podcast that I could go on about, but I want my sixth graders to know that they have a place, that is something they can look forward to, and joining that leadership team is going to be one of those things. Um, so I want them on this leadership team, and I want them to jump in when they see a new student. Um, I have one student particularly, he's very good at this. Um, he sees a new student, um, and like when we were dis- dismissing a small group, people are like, hey, come with us, this is where we're going, we're headed this way, come hang out with us. Um, so having those students who are good at engaging, that are social butterflies, that are great at making somebody feel welcome is huge, you know? Leaders are great, but when you connect with a student, that's even different. The, the reality is uh, probably like 50% of my new students know somebody there. They have a friend from school or a classmate, and they can go connect. But but the other 50%, I want a, a leader, a student leader there to introduce themselves, to hang out, have guys with guys, girls with girls, be like, yo, what's up? Hey, I'm Tyler. I like video games. What do you like? Oh, you like sports? Hey, here's my friend, Evan. Evan's really good at baseball, etc. That's what I want. So have a system for your students and your leaders to connect with these new students because when there is a connection, when they feel a connection with leaders and they feel a connection with students, they are going to want to come back. And here's the reality. I'm going on a tangent again. But we are doing this not for numbers. We're not doing this for retention. We're not doing this so we can have the biggest group. We're doing this so a student and a parent will come back to church and hear the good news of the Lord. So don't get it caught up in the numbers. Don't get up in the retention rate, right? Do you have a 70, 80, 90% retention rate? Are you in the 30s? It doesn't matter. What matters is that we are getting parents and students involved in a group of people that will point them towards the Lord. So when you have that at your lens, then you can continue. Sorry, I just popped in my head. I had to tangent that. Don't let it be about numbers. And then finally, with students, follow up. You know at this point, I love postcards. So if you can, and we'll get to this, we'll get to this uh, point, but, but get their address and follow up that week with a handwritten postcard, okay? Handwritten is key. Uh, I've gotten, you know, pre-drafted uh, things where the, the pastor signs it, that's cool. That's like, oh, that's sweet. But that's not meaningful. Those go in the trash. Postcards go on the wall. So make sure, uh, if you can, write them a note. Let them know you care for them. If you can't write them a note, send them that pre-written letter. That's better than nothing. Send their parents an email, whatever it is. But, But when we do this, when we follow up, the student knows that they're not just a wallflower. They're not just somebody who came in. They're not a number, like I just said. They're not retention statistics. We acknowledge that they are a person, and they are valued, and we want them back. Like I said, a student can have a lot of power on where a parent goes and where they stay. So make sure that this student feels valued when they join. Next up is parents. I love parents. Parents are great. Not terrified of them at all. We're working on it. But parents are possibly the most important. 
like I said, preteens have a, have a big influence, but at the end of the day, parents are our preteens chauffeurs, okay? They decide whether they go back. And so we want the parent to feel comfortable. For parents, I'm working on a system uh, for first times, and so um, these procedures are, are all these all of these ideas are going to be charge specific, right? You might not have the budget, you might not have the manpower, you may not have the room to do these things, but make them work. The general idea is the same. We want our students and we want our parents to feel valued. Okay, so number one is have a clear march first time here space. Okay, this is mission critical okay this is first for a reason but so like this this should take priority i don't say that much but this should take priority if you don't have one make one and if you don't have room you have room just put up a banner over a wall put up a little desk somewhere we have rolling carts that we use because our church is a community center as well as a church so we have rolling carts and on the carts it says new here it's as simple it's literally like a, a, a two and a half by two and a half foot cart that's you know five feet tall it doesn't take up that much space but have a clearly designated first time here space and then have educated volunteers behind the table okay so we want parents comfortable and attending a church is, is nerve-wracking. If you've ever done this, if you've ever gone to a new church, even as a parent, you're nervous. Um, you don't know what to do. Our church especially, we have a church of over a 1,000. And so it's crazy there. You come in on Sunday morning, and there's three or 400 people coming in and out of the doors, and you're like, ah. So we want this to be as easy and pain-free as possible. And so that's why we want a clearly designated first-time here space. And then we want volunteers behind the desk who are capable of answering questions um, and helping parents, right? What do your students do? Like, what is my kid going to do in here? Is he just going to sit around in a circle? And like, is this a cult? Like, what does it look like? So let let them know the basic setup of your services. Um, emergency safety procedures. Is my kid going to be safe here, right? What is going to happen? Who the volunteers are, etc. Who's the pastor? Where can I go for more uh, answers? Where do I go to the bathroom, etc. Have volunteers who are knowledgeable, right? And then have a system for them to check into. So when they check in, what info are they getting, right? Are you just getting their names, maybe their emails and phone numbers? Are you getting their address, testing their DNA? Who knows? Churches are weird. But um, what are you getting and have it clearly defined, have a form. Uh, maybe they can fill it in writing or if you've got a church management software, maybe they can fill it out on there. Um, but whatever it is, have a predetermined desire for info. Um, and whatever it is, uh, I want to caution you guys against being like pushy or like mandatory, right? If I have a parent come in and say, like, I don't want to give you my email address, cool, that's great. Let's get it next week when you come back, or let's get it in three weeks when you come back, or let's, right? I'm not going to scare somebody away because I need their email address right now. So make sure if you're getting, like, say, their address, they know, hey, can I get your address so that our preteen pastor can send your kid a postcard this week? Or, hey, can I get your email? We're not going to junk it up. We're not going to put you on any mailing list. We just want a way to contact you if ever we need to, okay? Make sure that there are reasons. Make sure that parents know that they're not about to get up in some weird, cultish, spammy church that just wants them to attend and give their money or whatever, right? We don't want to be over pushy with that. Number two, first time goodie bags for your parents and students. Um, so you can lump in both together, right? That's so fun. Everybody loves a goodie bag, okay? Even if they 
throw away all your pamphlets and just keep your bracelet. But it doesn't matter. Everyone likes a nice goodie bag. Now, it's going to be anything, okay? I'm going to link to an article in my uh, show notes for you guys. Uh, there's uh, I saw it, and that's kind of what spurred on this idea, is there's, a, there's, there's five, six, I don't know. There's a bunch of churches, um, some of the bigger churches, and what they do for first-time parents. And let me tell you, some of these guys are buck wild, okay? You are not going to be, be able to emulate what these people do. I can't do that, so you can't. They're giving out, like, mugs and stickers and bracelets and hats and sunglasses. And I'm like, whoa, that would be cool. But we're not there yet. So uh, there's a lot of ideas, though. There are a lot of cool ones. There's one I saw that had a, a popcorn pack and a uh, Redbox rental code um, and just a bunch of information. And said, hey, have a movie night on us. Here you go. Thanks for coming. Um, so... Uh, basically, we want the bag, like I said, to say thanks for coming. We value you. You you are important. We understand your role as the parent, um, and we want to give you this stuff. Okay, and, and and for me, my goal is I want some swag for the students. I have some pretty gnarly uh, four, five, six preteen bracelets that go with our color and our theme that we have. Um, I've got stickers. Uh, I might throw in some slime in there. You can get these like bulk things of slime that come in these you know individual barrels of it. Uh, super cheap. I think it's like twenty dollars for. 40 or something it, it anyways it was obtainable and it was a great way as a great way for students because who doesn't like slime okay preteens are all about slime um and then you know i want like a pamphlet for the parents okay i want them to know what my ministry is i want them to know the rest of the ministries in southern hills what southern hills goal is what four five six preteens goal is what the church is about um maybe some major events hey we go to summer camp every year we do this camp uh, at the beginning of the year etc um, and I want them to have some info and some contact uh, info as well so they can get with me if they have any questions. Uh, just things like that. Pamphlets. Don't overdo it, okay? Um, but whatever you do, make sure that the parent comes in, they know what's happening, and they leave with at least something in their hands that tells them more. Nine out of ten people probably not going to care. But that one person might stay at your church because of that, right? They might stay at that church because they know what you're about. So make sure that they have all that information, cool swag, whatever. Um, but number three, try and get with parents before they leave, okay? Sunday pickup might be crazy, um, but trying to acknowledge new parents is, is big. It's something that I need to work on. I tend to get bogged down in keeping up with students who are going buck wild in the room or whatever. That's a whole other podcast as well. I've got like three podcasts coming out of this one podcast. You guys just wait. It's going to be buck wild month. But um, make sure that you have uh, a way to, to get with them, okay? Even if it's just a quick like, hey, thank you guys for coming. Uh, maybe you can talk about the student. Hey, so-and-so had a great time. They got plugged in with their life group leader over there, Jeremy. And Jeremy would love to see you back next week. Um, or um, tell them you're glad you're here. Uh, maybe just a moment, but can have a huge impact. A personal touch, I think, is always the most important aspect. Uh, so running through those points again for our students, make it clear they're new. Make it clear that they are valuable and that leaders know how to do that. Okay, number two, prepare leaders and students. Have a system for them to connect to make the students comfortable. And number three is follow up. Write a postcard, an email, whatever it is, but let the students know that they are valued outside of Sunday. Um, and then for parents, have a clear marked first time here space. Um, educate volunteers behind the table. Have a clear check-in system as well um, so that parents are confident 
that they are informed, and that we get the information to follow up properly with them. First time goodie bag. Everybody likes goodie bags. Make sure you've got uh, relevant information, the ways they can contact, things you're about, and just some goodies. Goodies are fun. They don't have to be anything crazy. Um, and then number three, try and get parents before they leave. Um, try and keep up with them. Try and uh, say, hey, we're glad you're here, whatever it is. Um, but try and get with them. And I definitely ran over my time, so sorry we don't get to the bonus, but I'm actually going to make a whole podcast about this next week. We're going to be talking about volunteers, how to onboard volunteers, and how to make sure that they uh, feel comfortable coming in uh, for their first time uh, or whatever it looks like for you guys. So we're going to jump into that next week. I'm super excited. I'm actually going to be in Texas next week, so we'll see how it goes. Um, But with that, thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you on Monday with our nugget, and I will see you guys next Thursday for a full episode. Later.